Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. a couple of flicks i am tristan i'm nick and i'm zach today we are talking about a movie that doesn't appear to be well known still despite the person who directed it would either of you like to oh yeah and the writers that yes (laughs) especially the writers actually um would either of you like to say the title of this movie uh crime wave yeah, all one word. Yeah. 1985. Yeah. So um, why, uh, why'd you choose this one? Uh, I chose it mainly because of the director. Because um, it was a film of his that I hadn't seen. And it's a film of his that I've known about. Like, probably about as long as, like, I've known who he is. Which... I think the first movie of his I ever saw was um, The Quick and the Dead, the Sharon Stone cowboy movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one. I haven't but, seen it, no. Heard of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. You know, it's a cool little cowboy movie from the 90s. Like, you know, it's, but um, it does have like, it does, I haven't seen it for a long, long time. I like, I was like in the single digits when I saw it. And um, so I really, I don't really remember much about it, but I do remember enjoying it. So, um, but yeah, like I, I, I looked up his films after that and saw like Evil Dead and Crime Wave. And it, the description for Crime Wave in whatever book it was, like it said something weird, like a comedy about two, like two serial killers or something like that, which I always found kind of a weird description because it's like, how can I, movie about serial killers be a comedy and mm-hmm. i don't know it just seemed kind of vague you know and so i was always just kind of curious about it but i also like knew that it was considered a really bad movie but i never knew whether or not to choose it for this show because because the director of it is like a he's a well-known guy and i don't know if like it really counts as like a bad movie or not and i didn't know how bad or how good it was going to be necessarily as well you know because for all I knew, it could have been like actually not like bad, so bad it's good, but just like mm-hmm. bad or maybe kind of good. So, so that's kind of why I chose it basically. And also, like the fact that it was written by the Coen brothers, like it just kind of made me wonder like what what it was ultimately. So, okay, yeah. yeah. The first Sam Raimi film I probably saw was Spider Man. I don't know if I saw the Evil Dead before, like. Saw Spider Man. Yeah, I Can't think. Really remember when I saw Evil Dead? I think the Spider Man movie is where like the the films of his that kind of launched him more or less into like household name stardom. Yeah. Back into popularity. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you, Zach? I think I saw Army of Darkness first, and then of course the Evil Dead's after that. Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard of this one. It's yeah, it's not very well known, and apparently it was pretty hard to find as well. Just generally, like um, 
it, it like it, it, it. I guess it was released on VHS, but kind of obscure. Like I don't know. I feel, maybe I saw the cover at like a video store, but I can't really remember. Like I, yeah, it seems. I don't know, but now it's been restored and gloriously re-released mm-hmm. and uh, available on places like Tubi and Amazon for free. So, mm-hmm. so now everybody can see what a quality movie it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, good old Tubi. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I watched it on Tubi or Amazon. I, I forgot. <laughs> But I know I watched it on one of them. Anyway, um, I don't know. What were your, I don't know. Do, do you guys want to share any thoughts on it? <laughs> or should I just dive into talking about the plot? Or where to begin with this this uh, one? It is weird. It yeah. Interesting, weird, bizarre film. <laughs> it was certainly more interesting than I expected. Um, yeah. Kind of incoherent, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, that was my first reaction. I was like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, like there were aspects of it that kind of reminded me of a Coen Brothers movie a little bit. Like parts of the plot, like the crazy guy going around killing people. The whole like that whole idea, like that's something right out of a Coen Brothers movie because that happens in like every other one of their movies. Is some guy or some person blows up and kills a bunch of people um there were some good like little dialogue quips and stuff too that were cohen-esque yeah this this movie was kind of an odd experience because they were asked like there were scenes in it that i thought were kind of brilliant but it was really hard to follow what was going on for the most part you know because like i i knew that there was some guy who was like being on who was on death row this guy ajax which that's a pretty cool like type isn't that isn't that the name of a character from like the warriors or something like that yeah yeah um he was on like death row or something and it's like two two guys who own i think it was like some kind of laundromat service or something I don't know what business that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was selling it to some character who would later be referred to as the heel. But initially in the film, he yeah, kind of seemed like he was going to be the villain. Um, but it was, uh, yeah. Do you guys want to just discuss that character? <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ronaldo. Ronaldo the heel. The heel, yeah. I wrote down because the main character calls him the heel once. (laughs) And this this was like, I don't know why I I wrote it down, but it was like, uh, like, I like, I don't, I don't, I don't like heels. And then he's like, well, maybe I don't like guys who don't like heels. (laughs) I thought that was pretty Cohen Brothers dialogue type tree. Yeah. There were a couple moments that were like where, so certain shots like some shots were kind of all over the place but then some shots kind of remind me a little bit of like Barton Fink and stuff like I'd say like this is definitely not one of Sam Raimi's better movies but I would say that this was probably most like Sam Raimi's second most Coen Brothers film behind A Simple Plan which 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one, but that movie is like, it's almost like a more serious Coen Brothers movie that it's like, it's so much like one of their movies that it barely even feels like a Sam Raimi film. And it's kind of unbelievable that he made a movie like that was like that high quality because most of his other films don't have like any continuity or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, some certain shots and characters like that kind of remind me of it. So, um, so anyway, so this what I don't remember. I, Scriggs or one of the one of the bosses is going to sell this laundromat behind the other boss's trend. back. Yeah, trend. That's it. I knew it was like a one syllable name. Um, to yeah, the Bruce Campbell, and uh, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, the main character is like some security, he, he like sec installs security cameras. And right at the beginning of the movie, you see him install a camera right in the hotel lobby. So that's like, I mean, it does end up, that actually does end up coming to play into play later. So that's kind of cool, but um, I think that was the same lobby anyway. So yeah. uh, at one point it, it seemed like that whole- apartment. I mean, it felt like a hotel lobby, but I assume it was apartment yeah maybe it was an apartment uh apartment complex yeah okay yeah i guess that, that makes more sense yeah they were living there and shit i don't know yeah okay so yeah it's like a, an apartment in a city which at, the, at one point there seemed to be some kind of hurricane going on um yeah it's just <laughs> random, random it was very this like, what it reminded one movie it reminded me was uh Shit, who framed Robert Raget or Robert Roger <laughs> Rabbit. Ro Roger Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> just because it was very cartoony and just chaotic. That's exactly what I was thinking. Roger Rabbit without the cartoons. Yep. yep. Yeah, I I could definitely see a lot of that in there because there was a lot of very cartoonish stuff going on in this film. The, the cartoon piece. sound effects. <laughs> Yeah, and cartoon voices like there was even that well, that big heavy guy saying like, "Oh, you're playing hard to get" or whatever. The guy from Pieces. Is, yeah, <laughs> you guys oh. noticed that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Which one? I love the main, the bigger guy. Yeah, the bigger killer guy. Nose guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he was the, the, the gardener or whatever in pieces. Yeah. He maybe he got so tired of being accused of of serial killing that he just decided to become one because he always <laughs> wanted to try it. Yeah. I didn't but, know um, that. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, like um yeah, lots of very elaborate set pieces and physical did they i i i think uh i don't know how many stuntmen they used or if they even used stuntmen like a lot of the stunts in this movie looked like they were done by the actual actors which yeah. kind of worries me a little bit and or, or dummies or yeah or oh dummies, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dummies some, in this movie <laughs> yeah and some of it was it seemed obvious in a way that that seemed almost intentional to me only like because like I've seen like a few like of those old Three Stooges sketches where they use an obvious dummy in certain shots and stuff. And the way that this movie used this, those dummies and this uh, kind of remind me of that, um, which I think Sam Raimi has talked about being inspired by the Three, three Stooges before. Um, yes, yeah, had Three Stooges vibes too, a lot of slapstick stuff. Yeah, 
exactly. And a lot of it's pretty comedic, you know, like I, the good, I think Sam Raimi's really good at balancing horror with comedy, but this is really, despite the premise, this is actually kind of much more comedy than it is horror, I would say, you know, just oh, yeah. because like a lot of the death scenes were just cartoonish death scenes of like people getting like, like fried to like pieces and, you know, stuff like that. Like that one guy gets thrown out a window and there's like, yeah, lots of dead bodies in this movie. Um, but, uh, and also Drag Me to Hell, like that was also kind of horrific and comedic as well. But anyway, um, so yeah. So the so uh, so then of course the other boss gets like figures this out that he's gonna be double crossed, and so he reluctantly decides to hire a couple of uh, cleaners to basically do away with his uh, his conspirator. And meanwhile, you get Ajax, who has a lot of very awkward, uncomfortable moments with this woman who almost gets run over in the very first scene that she appears in mm -hmm. <laughs> that bothered me a little bit just it was like oh okay geez yeah <laughs> like that okay so that didn't look like a stunt person no 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 i remember that. i was like oh shit yeah so i could sort of understand a little bit why okay, so this movie was Directed by Sam Raimi when he was in his early 20s. And I don't know, like, I'm sure there are exceptions, but the average person who was in their early 20s is not the smartest person in the world. And Sam Raimi's only other movie before he made before this was Evil Dead. And, uh, you know, that was, that was something that took years to make with his friends. I think even one of the actors quit during the making of it. So, like, that alone was no small feat so it's kind of ridiculous that a studio decided to give him a big budget to make a movie called crime wave co-written by the coen brothers in his early 20s like because apparently the making of this movie was pretty disastrous yeah, and uh yeah and when and like watching it you can actually kind of tell um at certain points there's just a weird vibe to it where just things don't quite feel right you know like i don't know this movie just had a weird sinister edge to it that was kind of interesting but also kind of like creepy uh. yeah i mean like i didn't find it too much horror except for just the vibes that it was putting yeah on. pretty much so like so the cleaners that he hired end up basically going rogue which it, it actually ends up being the person who calls them and it, it ends up being his fault that it his happens. wife's fault oh yeah that's true yeah well although he also well okay we'll get to that but um let's see yeah like the main character he okay i should probably yeah so the main character is flirting with this other lady and, and like he's competing with the heel character the bruce campbell character and um of course like it's very spoof like because they make it very blatant that she's just kind of weirded out by the main character and like you know the guy who's supposed to be on death row yeah and, and he's um, reading a book how to talk to girls <laughs> yeah 
and you know i think he even says at one point hmm, i wonder if he's read this book you know yeah. um and there's also like an elaborate there's an elaborate sort of dance number that happens and there's some stuff that happens in a ballroom with some hijinks and bruce campbell basically being the douchebag that happens kind of in between uh some of the killings uh which i mean i don't remember anything specific about it other than eventually she kind of gets sick of both of them but he she ends up putting up with ajax and then there's the moment where she gets left with a bill and she asks him to like if she could borrow money and he's like oh i'd love to if i had the 36 dollars yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like one of those like cheesy old movies so then you got the cheat the dumb gag where they have to wash dishes in the back room which I, maybe that's a the, it was after the bit of oh because one of that that elaborate dancing was a dance competition for 36 dollars <laughs> yeah that's it yeah and they end up failing you know? yeah but it's funny though like and so yeah they end up having to wash dishes which i don't know if that's a real thing that people had to do or not if they couldn't pay their tab like maybe they actually did that back then like I, that's something i've always wondered yeah, like ever since too. i saw that peewee's big adventure movie because that happens in that movie and um i always wondered after watching that if that was something that really happened yeah, that people had to wash dishes in the kitchen like, i'd love to make think... a customer wash my dishes i don't know if that's legal <laughs> i think you'd have to yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and of course they have to wash like a giant mountain of dishes and stuff, which would have taken them hours. But of course, in the world of this movie, it only takes them a few minutes. Um, and the reason why she was uh, stuck with the bill was because the heel—it was like seventy-six dollar bill—and he just threw down forty. He's like, "Yeah, just tell him I had the appetizers and walked away." <laughs> yeah pretty much by the way zach I, I don't know what were you expecting from this movie uh, not this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i didn't i usually watch trailers and stuff i didn't watch anything for this i just went off of the poster it looks a lot uh more serious yeah it ended up being yeah pretty zany you know in, yeah. in kind of that forced type of way um but while all this is happening um the two cleaners show up at the at the establishment while the guy's still in his office and of course the person who dialed the number his wife is looking out the window like you guys mentioned and is like spying on his boss which and, and yelling and screaming while while she's doing it so it's not really very good spying um, and he's telling her to shut up and stop, <laughs> quit her hijinks. Yeah. Um, let's see. the 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 skinnier dude has like this weird, like electric type of prodding circular device that he uses to kill people. You know, which he essentially incinerates this guy. Yeah. And because um, they're like exterminators, and he switches it from like mice, to, <laughs> like. Because like the knob turns to men. Yeah, they're they're dressed as exterminators, which is kind of a silly cartoonish touch, you know. I mean, that's what how he found them because he found their numbers in their yellow pages, and they just advertise yeah. we kill, you know, rats, cockroaches, men, other things. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, and yeah, they did have a lot of options on in that little like, yeah, um. 
I think later on in the movie, at one point, they switch it to like hero. Hero. Yeah. Hero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Um, anyway, so so that happens, and of course, the thankfully the the uh, dialer's wife doesn't see it, <clears throat> but then of course you know he ends up getting impatient goes on over there and also his wife's nagging him to go check so he does and he goes over doesn't see any sign of his boss at first you know and uh then eventually like his wife calls him right at the office and you know he assures her he'll be back in the moment you know and to have dinner ready for him and all this stuff and so you know at this point i'm watching it i'm like all right so i guess he's gonna have to get killed now because they're <laughs> and uh sure enough yeah like he finds the body which confirms you know ultimately what he was yeah what happens or at least i think he found the body um and, and then of course he he ends up getting killed too because these these the cleaners by this point are going rogue um i thought that was an accident or something i mean he maybe died. it was like, an I thought accident he touched something on accident and got electrocuted well it seemed it seemed uh, well okay i i don't think it was an accident because the scene afterward the the bigger guy was telling him like for all you know that could have been the guy who called us oh that's right he did say that yes they they accidentally killed the guy that was supposed to pay him yeah technically (laughs) um yeah and then it ends up resulting in a situation like um yeah, like you, what you'd get from another, like Blood Simple or another Coen Brothers movie like that, where they, yeah, they go rogue and, the, and they basically just start, like, she, you know, she, of course, witnesses, you know, them there and uh, loudly proclaims herself in her sort of physical type of way. Like, I don't know, she doesn't exactly do a good job of, like, making her, like, her suspicious behavior discreet. You know, she just very clearly is gawking at them so it's no surprise that they end up going after her next and it leads to a mildly i mean if i were eight years old i'd probably find the scene terrifying where he calls her on the phone and is like a woman found dead in her apartment or whatever um and uh let's see so that results in like a big thing like the, uh, the is that the part where he like starts pulling the rug mm-hmm okay yep. yeah yeah so in and... yeah the bigger guy starts busting up her apartment trying to trying to get to her and uh somewhere in the midst of that right after he's art, he's like about to like strangle her um because there's one part where she tries to kind of get attention by knocking a plant off the uh off the windowsill which is pretty suspenseful but unfortunately that doesn't work because she times it wrong and it ends up landing at the same time that he's getting into his car you know he like slams the door at the same time that the plant lands so he doesn't hear anything from her Uh, but you know luckily that one of the neighbors ends up showing up some dude whose face he's got a bunch of shaving cream on (laughs) so there's a fight scene there actually you know the fight scenes in this movie even though they're comedic there i could see certain little aspects of spider-man and dark man and things like that here and there just in kind of the the maniacal aspects of it you know but um, some of the camera work reminded me of spider-man and stuff yeah definitely rainy i guess yeah 
yeah it had a little bit of a cardboard type of feel like a little cartoonish um uh and while this is happening uh but around this point uh ajax and his girlfriend what was her name nancy nancy so ajax and nancy go back to this apartment oh and i i don't even remember who were the actors that played them because the only actor i remembered was bruce campbell Reed, does anybody have a list or victor ajax is reed bernie okay don't because i know i've seen him in a bunch of stuff um and the nancy was shirley sheree j wilson okay okay so <clears throat> yeah um so they show up at their apartment and um he and she's had a bad night because i think at some point on their way home she ends up getting a bunch of crap splashed on her at least that's what it looked like it looked pretty brown like <laughs> diarrhea right like somebody shit in the street and then somebody <laughs> drove in it and splashed her with it yeah it was pretty foul looking so he takes her back to the apartment uh, back to his apartment and uh or maybe it's hers i Oh, maybe it it, I guess hers. it was hers. Yeah, because he was there to install the camera, and um, but she lived like right across the hall from the yeah. dude. Yeah, and um, so they're in her apartment, and um, he goes out to get something, and one of the cleaners comes in, um, and that and in this moment, it's like a bit where she kind of proclaims her love to him and or not her love but just her appreciation and for his kindness and her you know possibility of yeah yeah you know, future endeavors the whole time being yeah the whole time. <laughs> yeah and this is the part where she has a change of heart but unfortunately he's not in the room the killer is and yeah, so then he there's that bit too where you know she was getting undressed so he told him to close his eyes but the one of the cleaners comes in and he's like kind of between them and you know with his eyes closed and there's a little funny bit there yeah yeah it was pretty funny it was pretty creepy in concept but it was played pretty like flamboyantly um and at some point he it like he ends up pretty much uh he ends up at doing some mimicry after he snatches her he does both and, like yeah he has some special power i mean they just adr'd the original actor's voice over his obviously but yeah because he, he had a comically squeaky voice and then he would right. like go <clears throat> and then like you just hear the original actors like he would be yeah. talking to the girl as victor she had he had her like kidnapped in the bathroom and was talking to him through the door in her voice too <laughs> yeah yeah, he did a bunch of different voices. He was like the Bobcat Goldthwait of the movie, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, like, so there's a bunch of stuff that happens there <clears throat> where the guy, Ajax, comes back and starts talking to what he thinks is her, but he's actually talking to the killer. And meanwhile, the other guy, the other killer is having some trouble. Um, I mean, it's... At, I think he he first of all he has some trouble on the elevator with some random kid, and that kid ends up being a psychopath who accuses his dad of murder. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like the cop was like, what kind of psycho would kill a man and then put shaving cream on his face? And yeah. then the kid just goes, my dad. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, the cops are arresting his, their da- his dad. You know? yeah. um, <clears throat> but there's a bit where the cops, like where they're trying to hide from the cops. And then at some point, uh, the older lady, the wife of the, of the dialer, Louise Lasser character is the actor actor who plays her um who um i actually you know she she actually does quite a bit of his physical stuff in this movie that was pretty cool um but yeah it's about uh, like around this this part like he's essentially he's essentially kidnapping her um but she manages to manages to get away somehow and get into a, a bag that goes to uruguay oh yeah i forget how she got out but she was like in the hallway oh she hit him with a pan i think and then yeah she's like jumping out of the hallway all bound and gagged and the main character like walks by her and says hey what are you doing you should go he doesn't he like completely ignores that she's bound and gagged yeah you gotta go back to your room there's some crazy people loose (laughs) that whole part remind that whole part reminded me so much of fargo like where the with the mom being bound and gagged in that movie and all the physical stuff that happens in that it reminded me of that um but oh and did you guys see the after credit scene yeah oh i didn't oh, okay. sure. yeah so in the after credit scene and it's actually i don't know how many movies in the 80s had after credit scenes so that was kind of interesting but she's in uruguay and she's in a box and she's like saying hello like <laughs> yeah it's just like on a random sand dune yeah it's kind of like what the hell (laughs) um yeah because i i truthfully by that point in the movie i forgot i totally forgot all about our characters so yeah shipped her out yeah but for those who are still interested anyway so let's see so then uh oh before that though there was a a a cool bit of her when like how she got into the box she was she went into the security office, like the security store or whatever, like where they were selling their equipment. And there was just, you know, lines of fake doors. And she was just running through the doors, closing the doors. Yeah, the safest like, hallway in history or something like that. Yeah, there was yeah. like 20 framed up like doors. And she was like going through, closing them all. And the dude was chasing her, just bashing through the doors. Yeah. That was nuts. And then they, then he had to run away from the doors before they yeah. cra- collapsed on him. They started falling like dominoes on him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty wild. Yeah. And that looked like it was hard to shoot, too. Like, I'd imagine, yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't... It's hard to even picture storyboarding that, let alone shooting it. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. So... <clears throat> um. And then, okay, this movie's only, like, it's only, like, 86 minutes or something like that, or 89 minutes. It feels like two hours. Um, it did feel like it was longer than... Yeah, because eventually, like, there's, like, a car chase. I don't remember how, what exactly led to it, but I know there was, like, a pretty intense, a really long, long car chase. Long, it was, like, end. the last act was basically yeah. the car chase. yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out how we even get there. Cause like, I don't, I know that they escaped the apartment at some point, 
but like, yeah. I don't remember. Like, yeah. Well, anyway, guess yeah, it doesn't matter. For whatever reason, the Nancy lady like leave runs out of her apartment. Yeah, she gets get away. away. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. that's the car from Evil Dead, by the way. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. In the in the movie it was the car of like the guy they were initially supposed to kill because there was just a corpse riding with her the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. So there's a dead body in the passenger seat. You got <clears throat> the Nancy trying to evade the killers. You got the, or yeah, you have Ajax who's basically duking it out with them. At one point he even climbs on top of their car. Um and he fights the the skinnier dude on the roof. And, you know, you get that, the you know, a lot of moments where they have to, like, like, a lot of comedic moments where they have to duck under the bridge, uh, like, the bridge parts that are too short and stuff, you know, which it's kind of like the movie Speed, where Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper have to fight on top of the train. And <laughs> Keanu Reeves has to, like, he has to say that, say that stupid line, because, like, Dennis Hopper, he gets his head chopped off. Because he's like, I'm smarter than you, Jack. And then Keanu Reeves is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm taller because he lost his head. So now Keanu Reeves <laughs> is taller than Dennis Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something kind of similar that happens in this movie where um, so so he ends up playing because at, at some point Ajax gets the upper hand after he destroys the zapper which that, this is around the time that he switches it to hero mode and uh, <clears throat> he is about to kill him but the guy ends up crying and begging him for mercy and all this stuff and trying to sort of play into his sympathies which of course he falls for and so then the killer you know uses that as the opportunity to, to gain the upper hand and then he does the stupid thing that the villains usually do in all of these movies although in this movie they play it for laughs where the villain talks and insults the hero um and tells him his entire plan and goes on and on and on about that you know, for for no reason at all. But of course, in this movie, it actually results in his death because he ends up staying, like standing and not noticing the underpass below him, and so he ends up getting instant, instantly, you know, smashed. Yeah. So that's cool. The reverse, because like the the bad guy tells him, "Oh no, look out!" There's like when they're fighting, mm -hmm. there's a bridge coming, and he turns around like there's no bridge and it just is an opportunity for the bad guy to catch him off guard and then yeah the, the good guy victor or whatever ajax he's like oh no look out there's a you know bridge coming and he doesn't look and he's like ha i'm not falling for that <laughs> yeah gives the whole speech <laughs> mm -hmm. silly him so that happens oh oh i thought you were gonna say something um and so that happens and yeah so and and I remember his like his other car gets blown up. There's a bunch of explosions that happen, and um, yeah, there was like one yeah. car that was like halfway in the highway. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, that one was a big vertically one. in the highway for. <laughs> God, yeah, and and like when I look at those scenes, I think like okay, that had to have been expensive, you know. But what's weird about this movie is that so much of it looks so cheap. Like, it looks like a low-budget movie. 
like it looks like the the funds were not really managed super well during the making of it because it seems like a lot of the money was put more into like the stunt work and the tire and the pyrotechnics than the actual um you know the actual like uh editing and <laughs> set design so but it's it's kind of an interesting combination too like it kind of reminds me a little bit of like dick tracy in a way yeah. um yeah i mean i read they went over budget before they even got to the editing section that's why like i guess one of the big problems was sam raimi wasn't allowed in the editing room yeah is that was one of their big fights. Yeah, both Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell have disowned this movie. I think the Coen brothers have too, but I'm not yeah. positive. I mean, none of them really want anything to do with this one. <clears throat> I guess that's why it hasn't really gotten a whole lot of attention until recently. But apparently it actually does have quite a cult following. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, so at the end... Ajax ends up rescuing the girl. Um, it's like it's a pretty crazy scene actually because it involves the car actually hanging off of the end of a bridge. Like before that happens, the other car that the killers are in uh, ends up like flipping and getting like blown up or whatever. And so the big guy like appears to have gotten blown up along with the car. But then he comes back. He only has a few burn marks. And he ends up pretty much being like the ultimate nuisance. And, you know, lots of times where they try to kill him and he doesn't die, you know, but eventually they manage to knock him off the bridge into the water. And yeah, uh, with, like, it was an interesting little fight scene there, too. He, the bad guy, was using the rear bumper and the, the good guy was using just a piece of the like the side railing of the bridge. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was it was pretty hokey, but in a in kind of a fun sort of comedic way. Again, <clears throat> um, so then it cuts back to him. It still doesn't exactly explain explain why he's on death row though, like because like it said like it doesn't say it says that he like is on death row for murder, but it doesn't exactly say who he was like in like basically who who he was sort of charged for like who's murder specifically i think it was all the people that the two guys murdered i'm assuming okay because he, yeah, he fell into the water with near the i don't know if it meant like but near where like everything happened i guess i don't know yeah because at the beginning of the movie he says i'm not supposed to be here like he meant that's like his big dramatic like you could like that's when you can tell that this movie has a low like cheap cheapness to it like the, yeah because like it's pretty vague like the opening scenes and the ending scenes kind of feel just disconnected in some way but i don't know maybe that was intentional but i just feel like there could have been a little bit more explanation it just didn't have like a but i don't know the rest of the movie is pretty incoherent too so i guess it doesn't matter um I'm guessing that got messed up in the editing since the studio yeah, took over the editing probably actually i think i read somewhere that the opening scene and the ending scene might have been like reshot now that i think about it or hmm. something like that i don't know anyway doesn't matter he's about to be electrocuted on death row in the, in the chair but meanwhile his ex-girlfriend or nancy <laughs> who's a nun 
Um, and by the way, you guys caught the Francis McDormand cameo, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, saw that. That was good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they like they managed to get to the get to the place just in time, and I think shortly before that, the governor actually beats them to it. And then you get this funny moment where the governor is like, "Oh, yeah, no, I'm I, I'm here because I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this execution." You know, so that was funny because you think the governor was going to stop him. You know, Give him a um, from yeah. pulling the yeah. And so then the nuns show up. Nancy basically corroborates her corroborates the story of Ajax, but Nancy needs somebody to corroborate her story. So, but unfortunately, the nuns have taken a vow of silence. Um, however, they end up breaking their vow of silence, and he ends up getting rescued. Yeah, and uh, order your vow of silence. Yeah, you find that out in a in a very funny way, actually, <laughs> that I'm not going to spoil. Um, and then they get married, and the movie ends very happily. Yeah, and thus thus concludes Crime Wave. Did I did I miss anything? I I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah, I think All right, well. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an interesting movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. You, what were your thoughts on it, you guys? Because I, I I'm sort of mixed. Ultimately, I'm, I'm mixed up. Yeah, I I wasn't in the right mood to watch something like this, <laughs> so I didn't really like it. But I could probably like it a little more on a second watch. Yeah, yeah. it's exasperating. <laughs> I'd have to say the same. Yeah, I didn't wasn't too big a fan of it this go around, at least. But I could see how it could have a cult following if with the right people, which I guess it does. But yeah, I mean, I strange, yeah, it was very strange. I I enjoyed it very much. I wouldn't call it good, really. Um, I could see why, it, it, to a certain degree, he would not. <laughs> want to really like consider that because it, it is kind of a messy movie just just in general it's just generally messy you know like there's just scenes that go on a little too long and just so it just it doesn't like for a movie that's supposed to be really comedic it's very slow paced mm -hmm. like very very like mud paced <laughs> movie you know which i think they tried to they were trying to build suspense but it doesn't really work because everything is just so zany that you can't really get like you can't really feel a whole lot of anxiety from much of what's going on because it's pretty much just two guys running around killing people um but it was i it was still it was an interesting movie to watch and i i think i liked it enough to watch it again so i think i'd probably give it like i think i'd give it a three because i can i can admit that it's not good as a whole, but there are good things about it, is the way I feel. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, but I would give it a two. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd probably cut you guys in the middle and do two and a half. Yeah. I I could see aspects of this movie that the Cohen brothers adopted as well, mm -hmm. like 
<clears throat> the Hudsucker Proxy, which is one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies, that that definitely has some ex- aspects like to it, just yeah. in, it, in its visuals. I mean, the name of, of the name of this the prison he was sent to was Hudsucker State Penitentiary. Yeah, yeah, like this could have maybe taken place in the same world as that. Actually, like if I like it, yeah, it had sort of a similar feel. So. Yeah, I'll check that one out now after this. It's really good. It's really, really good. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any other final thoughts on the on the crime wave? I just wanted to mention the box office numbers. That's yeah. on the Wikipedia. So the budget was 2.5 million and it only made five thousand one hundred and one dollars. Oof! because oh, I, I was reading the Wikipedia too. Yeah, I heard it only released in like a theater in in Cali in California somewhere, Alaska and Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, I guess with five thousand. Oof. I mean that's low, but considering that it was only in three places, I guess that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Oh yeah. Oh, keep go ahead. Because didn't they release a direct to HBO afterward? I think that's what yeah. it said. That's why the re- that's why they only had it in those couple of spots. Okay. I think it's, so it could go to HBO. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also reading an interesting little thing was that the that river they were it was they were filming I guess during the winter and that river oh. was uh, frozen and they they blew dynamite Oof. up to uh, make the water run. <laughs> <laughs> wow whoops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god well that was an interesting movie so. yeah it was definitely interesting yeah uh, definitely alright well I guess uh, peace out and uh, sayonara so. yeah until next time yeah have a good one see ya Bye.